Hey, Jen, want to talk about grieving together? As long as we're in it together. Great. Today we're going to discuss how to draw closer to one another in the face of overwhelming grief. Let's do it. To the Intimate Covenant Podcast, where we believe the Bible and great married sex both belong on your kitchen table. That's right, we're talking about holy, covenant-bound, intimate relationships with hot sex. We're Matt and Jen, founders of Intimate Covenant. We offer biblical teaching and resources to help married couples achieve a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life. For more information, visit our website, IntimateCovenant.com. Welcome, friends. Welcome. Thank you for joining us again on the Intimate Covenant Podcast. Always a pleasure to be here. Always a pleasure to have you along with us. And whether you're listening on your earbuds or whether you're watching us YouTube now, uh, we are, uh, Jen's giving a, a wave to those of you um, <laughs> watching the video. Uh, we're, we're grateful to be here, grateful to have you along with us. And um, yeah. we have some important uh, topics that we want to get into, but we do. Before um, we go there, as you've gathered from the intro, um, yeah, it's a, it's a deep topic today. Um, but before we go there, um, we just want to go ahead and remind you of a couple of events coming up. Um, as we've been announcing, we are going to be in St. Louis at the end of August. So we're super excited about this yes. marriage day and also a singles event. Yes, uh, we're really excited. Uh, the, the marriage day is Saturday, August 26th. That is, of course, for married couples. Um, <laughs> that is a free event. It does require registration, but it is a free event um, be- because of a very generous donor. Yeah, um, so pretty amazing. Definitely, if you're in that area, you, you ought to come and uh, take advantage of that. We certainly would love to meet you and mm-hmm. uh, to see Registration you there. is required. Yes, registration required, but uh, before for that event uh, is a we're doing a kingdom singles event um, in the same location ellisville uh, missouri right outside of st louis and uh, that also free event because of some generous donations Um, so we're very happy to do that again for that event as well registration is required Uh, so if you're interested marriage day go to intimatecovenant.com slash stl if you're interested in the singles event um, and that's for any adult single um, right. intimatecovenant.com slash STL singles. Yeah. And uh, we'd love to see you there. Absolutely. Um, and you can always keep track of any of our live and upcoming events by jo- looking on intimatecovenant.com slash live or joining, following any of our social media channels. We're most active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so if you're not following us already on those social media challenges, challenges where'd that come from it, it is a challenge <laughs> it is a challenge to make daily social media posts if you're not following our channels please join us there and you can always look it up on our website what about threads are you gonna get on threads no thank you <laughs> listen i don't need one more social media platform oh uh, yeah exactly good point happy to you all that are on threads yes you probably will not see intimate covenant there but tell who, us all about it who knows that's right All right, we do have another super exciting thing coming up that we want to make sure and and tell all of our listeners about this episode because it's going to be live next week. And that is 
the Dating Divas Marriage Bundle. Um, if you've been following along with Intimate Covenant, you know that last year we got to participate in the Dating Divas Marriage Bundle. Um, it was a big honor because y'all, there's some big names that yeah. contribute. Yeah. Um, Dating Divas themselves draws big names in the marriage world. Um, but it was a huge honor that they asked us last year and they asked us to come back. Yay. <laughs> so uh, we have decided this year, or we did decide because we've already done all the work, we decided this year to make an e-course mm-hmm. for our submission to the Marriage Bundle. So tell them what our e-course is, Matt. So the e-course is a series of five uh, modules about an hour length total, all five add up to about an hour length of video. But really the topic that we're covering is what does sex mean to my spouse? Yeah. And really the the question that we ask first is what does sex mean to me? Mm-hmm. And then what does sex mean to my spouse? And uh, we, we feel like that is an important conversation that a lot of couples never have really dived into. Right. But- and so with our e-course, we go step by step on how to have that conversation, um, what are the different components of that kind of conversation. Um, So I think it's going to be a great resource. Not only do you have uh, access to video segments, um, but we've also created a worksheet Mm -hmm. that goes along with it. So it really breaks it down to where you get to listen to us and then do your own thinking. Do a little your <laughs> your own thinking, your own processing mm-hmm. that, and then at the end you kind of put it all together, have this conversation with your spouse, um, and I really think that understanding where you're coming from individually with your sexuality, uh, what you're looking for, what your motivations are, uh, and then being able to communicate that to your spouse, and also being able to hear your spouse's own. Uh, meanings with sex uh, that that's really crucial and important yeah. conversation so that's just one small piece of what is included in this marriage bundle yes um, there are 20 con- contributors mm-hmm. to the marriage bundle um, and again y'all there's some big names out there and intimate covenants in the mix yes right right <laughs> uh, but but so it's it is a resource that is valued over four hundred dollars mm-hmm. um, from all these different contributors. Um, Dating Divas is making it available for thirty five dollars, which is a phenomenal deal. Right. But if you use our exclusive Intimate Covenant link, that will get you an additional fifteen dollars off that a discount that gets applied at checkout. Which I can do this math, Matt. That brings it down to $20. $20 for more than $400 worth of resources. Th- those amazing. resources include ebooks, they include um, other printable, fun mm-hmm. things, dating ideas, um, other kinds of resources, tools to help with your communication, with your sex life and marriage. Uh, all those resources. Everything you can think about. $20. Just about with marriage. Yep. Um, and it goes live on Monday, July 17th. Yes. And it will be available for a very short yes. period of time. Um, I will be putting. I. Since I am the social media manager at the moment, <laughs> if you would like to submit an application, please let me know. Uh, but I will be putting links to um, the marriage bundle on all of our social media channels. So be looking for and it'll, that. It'll be in the show notes as well. 
Yep, and then um, you can purchase it yourself um, starting next Monday, July 17th. And then afterwards, that e-course that we've put into the Marriage Bundle, that will be available uh, for sale on our website for more than $20. Yeah, so, so if you would like access to our e-course... Even if that's all you want. For only $20... Next week's your chance. Next week is your chance. That's right. Speaking of financially sound decisions. Oh, good. Yes. You need to know about Open Door Financial Advisors. <laughs> you do. You do need to know about Open Door Financial Advisors. That is a financially sound decision. Quite. Um, to look into Open Door Financial Advisors. Yeah. You need to talk to Derek. He can get you on track um, with some quite sound financial advice yep. and um, advice that is tailored to your needs, advice that is personal but expert um, and mm -hmm. given in a very friendly way. You need to meet Derek just because you need to meet Derek. He's a nice yeah. guy and, and uh, we've really enjoyed getting to know him as well. Absolutely. And I, one of the things that we've gotten to know about Derek is kind of the, the background of his company, of how he's gotten this um, this started and and. In one of those conversations, Derek shared with us where the name Open Door comes from. Yeah. I just love this. Um, he named his firm in honor of a woman. Her name was Laura Hammock. Um, and he described her as being a woman of God. Yes. And that she was a woman known for her hospitality. Um, she was a woman that it was known that her door was always open and her heart was always open to everyone looking looking for a home, looking for love. And so like Laura, Derek wanted to create a place that is an open door that's here for everyone. Right. Um, and so what that really means in the financial advising world is so often financial advisors are out for certain class of people. Right. You know, um, of which that, we do not belong. That we don't belong. <laughs> uh, that have a certain number of zeros in there after their uh, bank account number, which ours does not have. Right. The beautiful thing about Derek is whether you're in the middle class, whether you have a lot of savings or a little savings, whether you're old, whether you're young, um, whatever place you are in life. Derek is there to help serve you and your family. Yeah, and, and so he, that's the, he has yeah, and he has a plan for wherever you are. Yeah. And he has sound, solid advice delivered in a very personal way and mm -hmm. tailored to what your unique circumstances are. Yeah. Uh, Derek can handle that and that's what he's interested in building is a firm with real people who have spiritual goals as well as financial goals. Mm -hmm. And that's really where his wheelhouse is, is helping yeah. us those of us who uh, have a strong faith and a strong um, drive for family, mm -hmm. uh, that's his wheelhouse, is getting advice uh, for those folks. So Yeah, and I just love that door. his name is tied to that you know, spiritual command right. to be hospitable to one another. Right. Um, that's just a beautiful tying all together. So Open Door Financial Advisors, which is opendoorfa.com. Uh, get in touch with them. Um, Derek can certainly help you and would be glad to do so. Right. So getting into our topic um, for today, um, to give all of our listeners a little bit of background, um, it has been a roller coaster of a weekend. And so huh. we're going to be um, very real and vulnerable with you all in this episode. Um, we got to spend the end of last week 
on an emotional high um, <laughs> while one of our children was at a camp up in the Dallas area. We checked ourselves into a gorgeous hotel and spent <laughs> several days there uh, not getting distracted by anything <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and just writing retreat material. Yeah. And y'all, that was amazing. It, we got so much accomplished the retreat i say it all the time but it's just gonna be phenomenal this year absolutely um and so we we had this just incredible high of things coming together for the retreat and and just time away yeah, with got, one another yes i mean we didn't spend the whole time working we did weave in <laughs> we a, little a little bit, bit of a little bit of relaxation time and and well-deserved yeah. rest and relaxation and uh, distractions, being away from the distractions, I should say. Yeah. Um, but like you said, great work for the retreat, and we're very excited about that. But uh, yeah. we came home um, to some very tragic news Yeah. Um, in that um, we unexpectedly lost a friend and a sister in Christ um, on Saturday morning, got that news, um, just devastated. She... She lost a long battle with cancer, although um, th- things had been improving recently. And so we had None reason to be... None of us thought we were saying goodbye this yeah, weekend. We, we had reason to be optimistic about how things had been going, but um, God it's... called her home, and um, she leaves behind a husband and three children, um, and uh, we've just been trying to deal with that just gut punch of a weekend um, and coming home to face that. And, um, so we, we had a very different episode planned for this weekend. Um, We did. Um, and, and this was going to get recorded right after we got home. Um, and obviously the, the news of that loss, um, took the wind out of our sails. And so here it is Sunday night. Um, and we have just spent the whole day together with our church family, um, Grieving and rejoicing. Yeah. And it was a beautiful day of, um, of sharing together our, our grief at our loss, um, but also rejoicing knowing where our sweet sister is now and um, the joy that she is beholding. Sure. Um, and so because of all of that, we just weren't emotionally in a place where we could record an episode that told you all the tips and tricks to have a great sex life. (laughs) Um, And we hope you love us and understand that. Um, But we did want to take the time, because I think it's a topic that we've never really focused on or or spoken about. Um, Instead, we thought it could be very helpful to just, while we're in this moment of grief, really talk about, you know, how do we as a couple mm-hmm. grieve together? How should we, what are some ways that we can do this well? Um, grief can often, also, can often, if I could only talk, grief can often feel super isolating. And your goal in marriage is connection at all times. And so how can we maintain connection through a place of overwhelming and significant grief. Yeah, so that certainly felt like the most relevant topic. So that's where we're at um, today and uh, with this episode. So thank you for indulging us uh, with this. But um, 
you know, honestly, we do the, these episodes uh, as much for us as for you. And we grow um, in the, the more that we focus on these topics and think about these topics and work through these topics. Uh, it's not because we're experts. Um, most of the time, it's just simply because we've been there with you before. Um, and this is no different. So these are some things that we felt like um, were important and are important for how we handle grief as a couple and how we have handled grief as a couple, sometimes well, sometimes not as well. Um, but these were some of the things that we thought were important points to right. consider and we wanted to pass those on to you. Um, hopefully, you. we certainly pray that you don't experience the kind of grief that we're experiencing, but we know that that is an inevitability in life. Uh, so we wanted you to be uh, prepared with, with those things. So I, I think one of the first things that we really thought about was this idea of communication. And right. it seems like a no-brainer. Like, yes, obviously marriage is about communication and you hear that over and over again. But um, especially at times of grief, and I think you alluded to this already, Jen, that that grief can feel isolating. It's especially, you know, depending on the, your, your individual temperament or personality, some of us when we grieve reach out, but others of us when we grieve really pull in. Right. Um, and the likelihood is that one of you is one way in your relationship and the other is the other way. Right. So that can sometimes be difficult to bring together. That can sometimes be difficult to even acknowledge or recognize that you're each going to process grief differently. You're each going to have a tendency to um, deal with that grief differently. Well, and I think, you know, grief is vulnerable. Grief mm -hmm. is is raw and when we are in places where we are being forced into vulnerability maybe without our choosing um that is often when we react by putting up some walls yeah um because that feels comforting um and so it's super important when you are married to recognize that while that might be your natural inclination that is not connection sure with one another and it will it, it's it's harming your marriage but it's harming you because oh, yeah. you are meant to, to 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 walk through all parts of life yeah together and so like you were saying that you know we 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 know that each other are different and yet in places of like the vulnerability of grief it hurts sometimes that our spouse doesn't experience it the intense way that we're experiencing it. Sure. It, it From the outside, it may even look like your spouse is not even experiencing grief. Yeah. Um, and that that can definitely hurt. That can make you, it, it can hurt your feelings. It can make you feel bad. It can make you feel alone. It can make you feel resentful, right. uh, angry even, because your spouse is just, why don't they feel the same way that I feel? That's right. frustrating. So there needs to be a lot of open and honest conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and, and maybe if you're a couple that's good at talking, you gotta get great at talking. You've gotta talk more than you think you need to talk yeah. when you're going through these periods of grief. You've, you've gotta be sharing your emotions. Um, you know, the emotions of grief often trigger feelings of fear. Rational or, or in, irrational, um, 
you know, you are, we're watching a sweet friend of ours now face raising three children without his beloved. And that triggers within us and with all those that love him. What if I lose my beloved? And so there's places of fear that are triggered and you need, you can and should express those. Absolutely. Um, and being, you know, being faced n- with our mortality is, is frightening. Yeah. What, what would I do if my spouse died or what would happen if I died? Um, all of those things, being faced with that and seeing that and watching someone else experiencing that does give us fear and for good reason. Mm-hmm. That, but if we're not processing that, if we're just bottling that up right. and not sharing that with our spouse because, well, we don't want to worry them with our own fears and frustrations. They're dealing with enough right now. I mean, that, no. that all sounds good or feels good at the moment but if you're not confronting it if you're not sharing it if you're not bringing that out um and you're not dealing with that together processing that together then it's just going to build more fear which makes you more irritable which will then cause you just simply not to handle the rest of your business appropriately right well and you know there is so much comfort in sharing the, the connection that you have, the, me- the memories that you have, the experiences that you have of the loved one that you lost, um, sharing that with another person, it, it, it's meaningful. And sure. so... Um, it's bonding. It, and it, it's also honoring this, this person that you have lost. Um, and it's such a place of connection. And healing. And healing. And yeah. so I think, right, the, the biggest place of advice is this... You've got to be communicating. Yeah, and, and it's scary. It can be awkward. It can be frightening. It can be painful even to mm-hmm. have those conversations. Certainly, I acknowledge that. Um, but that's where the healing begins is by sharing, by being together. That is unifying. Mm-hmm. Um, by by sharing that then you can draw closer to your spouse and you can feel supported and comforted by your spouse mm-hmm. um, even if it feels or looks like it might be painful or the fear is that it will be painful it might be but that's the only place you can go to find the kind of healing that is available in this covenant relationship that you have mm-hmm. so Besides communicating, I think the, another thing that's really important is prioritizing time with each other. And depending on who you've lost, um, just walking through the process, especially those early days after a loss, it, it's emotionally and physically draining. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, if, if you've lost someone who is very close to you, um, just physically, there's a lot of needs that have to get met. Um, and so that, that can really pull you apart if you're not, you know, intentional. Um, and so, you know, whether it's, you've lost, you know, a friend or a loved one, um, whatever, whatever level of loss that is, it is super important to find solace and support and comfort in each other's presence. And so Mm -hmm. being intentional about having time together. Yeah. And time alone. I mean, a lot of times with loss like this, it's going to require your time sometimes helping other family members or sometimes being involved in, like, say, funeral planning or making other arrangements or 
um, spending time with church family or other friends that are dealing with the same thing. All of that is important, yeah. no, no doubt. Right. But if you get so caught up in all of the logistical things and all of the other obligations, you're going to um, quickly drift apart. You're going to quickly lose that connection mm-hmm. uh, and solace from your well, beloved. And then... What often happens is, is when you lose that connection, while you're walking through the grief process, then you know you're you're on this journey without them, mm-hmm. and so then then you're all the more not in the same place, right. you know, and that's right. even more isolating. And so, um, making a point to connect with one another, and I I think that's in all realms of intimacy. Um, we're talking emotional, spiritual, mental, and even sexual. And I think this is a place that um, I, I get, we just don't talk about it, right? I mean, it's <laughs> one other area of sex that we don't talk about. Right. But sex is meant to be a place of comfort. Without a doubt. And we sometimes, I think, are weirded out, if I could phrase it that way, at the thought of, because I'm grieving, I want to have sex. Um, right. We, we have limited sex to only the times when we feel romantically high together uh-huh, uh-huh. <clears throat> instead of using sex um, as a means of connecting in all the ways that we can connect emotionally. Right. Um, and in fact, this is biblical. I mean, in fact, there are two specifically mentioned places in biblical history where a couple is mentioned as comforting one another with the sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe me, you can look it up in Genesis 24, 67, verse 67. It talks about um, Isaac being comforted by his new, comforted in the loss of his mother by um, his new wife, Rebecca, that he mm-hmm. took her into his tent and he was comforted um, because of her. And then uh, also in 2 Samuel chapter 12, um, after David and Bathsheba lose their first child, David and Bathsheba both were quite distraught over that loss, understandably. But then in in 2 Samuel 12, verse 24, mentions that David went into Bathsheba and he comforted her. Mm-hmm. And that's specifically referring to their sexual relationship, which was comforting. Right. But but we don't we don't talk about this. Well, and we so we isolate off sex to just times when things are feeling exciting and great and ple- pleasure should be a part of sex but we've got to see the bigger picture of sex and that is a place of deep connection right when you are grieving what better place of deep connection right but but to if, be joined yeah. together and to be one that can and should be deeply connecting but and if, deeply if the, comforting. Absolutely. But if the purpose of your sex has always been the fireworks or has always been pleasure or the purpose mm-hmm. has always been for this specific outcome, then that's going to be hard to wrap your mind around. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's so important and that's why we are so adamant about stressing that sex is about connection. Yeah. Because that way then it applies and is helpful and is a balm for all problems and it is a way to help promote and encourage connection in every place in your relationship um so yeah sex is for connection and so that but that's gonna 
requires some intentionality. Because again, with whenever there is a loss, particularly if it's someone close, you're going to be involved in a lot of logistics. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be busy, and you're going to be up late, and you're going to be up early, and you're going to be um, having to run here and there and taking care of a lot of issues. And it's just going to be emotionally draining. Yeah. So you're going to have to... And that's physically Physically draining, draining emotionally mm-hmm. draining. Mm-hmm. Um, but Grief that, is exhausting. Oh, for sure. And so that's going to require some intentionality and planning mm-hmm. to make sure that you're not neglecting your connection with your beloved again mm-hmm. emotionally spiritually mentally but sexually as well making sure that you are maintaining connection and going out of your way to mm-hmm. maintain that connection with your spouse on all those different places right and so it's important to think about like w- setting aside dedicated time for activities that will bring you closer in in all those different realms of mm-hmm. intimacy um and and you know there's the immediate grief, but then there's the long haul, right? And so it's all the more important to just honor within one another that grief is a process and, you know, there's there's waves mm-hmm. of grief sure. and you've got to be sharing that with one another and offering that place of comfort to each other continually throughout the, the journey of grief. Finally... Um, and, you know, hopefully this goes without saying, but we've stressed quite a bit already about the importance of leaning on each other. Mm-hmm. And obviously we don't want to neglect that. And that's the point of the episode. But I think it's also vitally important that as a couple, not only do you lean on one another, but as a couple, you need to lean on your support system, specifically your spiritual family. Right. Um, that's what they're there for. Right. Um, I mean, it was um, just remarkable for us in, in the loss that it, it, the word spread quickly and it was immediate phone calls to one another, mm-hmm. um, making places of connection and just immediately our spiritual family was sharing that grief together yeah um and even though we were out of town we were traveling back when we found out um we mm -hmm. still felt connected to all of those who were there Mm -hmm. um and uh, that was just such a a huge help i mean as much as you can be helped in a situation like that But, but but even within 24 hours we had a we had planned um uh, or some of the men there had planned just a, a special kind of service for our worship this morning. Our our Sunday morning assembly looked very different today than what it normally did, but um, that uh, just built and fostered and was a result of the closeness that was already there. Right, and so if if you don't have that with a spiritual family... You need to know that that that's God's plan. That's God's intention. And today we felt the importance of that and the beauty of his plan. Um, God intended his church to operate as a family. And we lost a sister and we got to join together as a family and hold our brother up, grieve her loss 
and like I said, and and celebrate. Sure. And I, one of the things that I just kept hearing over and over again was, I don't know how you do this without a spiritual family. How do you experience something like this without a family to help support each other through it? I, I, I cannot fathom. Um, of course, on the other hand, we wouldn't have these kind of connections if it weren't for spiritual family. Um, so there's a lot of places where that makes us vulnerable to loss, but it's just it's worth so it. worth it to right. have that kind of connection. I think the verse that kept going through my head today was First Thessalonians 4.13 when Paul talks about grief and, and he just says, we, we don't grieve as those who have no hope. Um, we together grieved, but we grieved with hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and we grieved with our spiritual family. And so, yes, this is a marriage podcast. Um, so maybe we're going a little outside of our normal, <laughs> normal message. But we want to implore you to see the beauty of God's plan um, and the importance of having that place of support and, and just what what God intended for a spiritual family. Um, and, and of course, if your grief is profound and deep, um, we would always encourage you to consider attending grief counseling well, and, and or support group, you know, to, to just to help you. Don't walk through this alone. Well, and recognize that, that a loss, any loss, can also help, can also trigger trauma and, and emotional responses yeah. from other traumas that yeah. you have experienced in your life. So if you're just having a difficult time dealing with it, just don't forget, don't neglect and uh, that, that there are other resources available to help you individually and as a couple, mm-hmm. uh, as, as a couple either that's dealing with it together or as a couple where one is really having a challenge, the other is trying to support you. There are places, there are professionals who are capable of helping you process that in a way that just makes it easier to heal from. And mm-hmm. um, don't don't neglect that resource. Never forget that, um, you know, kind, kind of wrapping this up, that everyone grieves differently. Yeah. So it's just so important, crucial, that you just have to be patient with one another. There's going to have to be a lot of grace, a lot of space for patience, and compassion. And by implementing kind of these things that we've talked about, communication, quality time, you know, putting that time together, seeking support from your spiritual family, maybe even from professionals, um, you can maintain that connection and you can continue to support each other through that grieving process. And you know, it's a it is definitely a place of tremendous loss and pain. But going through grief together and doing it well is also a place for tremendous growth. It is an opportunity to really grow together, to to really um, f- find out more about one another, and to find out more and find out how to support each other uh, in a better way. So. Even in grief, we hope that you can see opportunities um, for growth and to uh, improve that that just deep connection with your with your beloved. Now it's time to grab your spouse and your Bible and head to your kitchen table 
to have a conversation about grief. Where have you experienced grief in your marriage? And what are things you can implement today to help you be able to walk through grief together one day to come? We would love to hear your feedback about this episode. What have we missed? What are some ways that you have uh, dealt with grief in the past? And, and maybe you can give us some tips as well. Contact us by emailing podcast at intimatecovenant.com uh, or to submit an anonymous feedback uh, or, or your questions about any topic, go to intimatecovenant.com slash podcast and click on the button, contact the podcast for an anonymous submission form. Thanks again to Open Door Financial Advisors for sponsoring the podcast. You can contact Open Door at opendoorfa.com. Thanks to all of you for listening, for subscribing, for rating, for sharing the podcast. Uh, We are truly humbled by all of your encouragement and your support. Thanks especially to our Patreon subscribers for coming alongside us in a very real way. We love you. If you would like to join Intimate Covenant by supporting the podcast and our greater mission to share God's plan for intimate marriage and holy sexuality, subscribe at patreon.com slash intimate covenant. Thank you for indulging us with this special episode. Until next time, keep striving and don't settle.